Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Poison Root, Chapter 4, Anilla. The wooden dummy rocked as Anilla's fist thumped into it. Long strands of brown hair clung to her face and sweat dripped down her spine, soaking the bands that wrapped her chest. She pounded her fists into the mannequin, pouring all her frustration into it. She had a task to do, a mission, but the word had still not been given. The training room blurred into the background for her. One of the few areas to escape major damage in the attack, it was a safe haven both mentally and physically for the young woman. Even here, the walls showed burn marks and one wide, hastily patched scar where a burning column had been blasted apart. It was enough, though. The training dummies had survived, along with most of the equipment. Fatigue had been dogging her for hours and was finally winning the battle. Digging deep into her reserves, she prepared for one last flurry of blows. Right fist into stomach, doubling her opponent over. Left elbow rising to meet chin as his face came forward. Double kick to the back of the knee and hip, destroying joints and balance. Spinning kick to the head, screaming her tension out as she did so. Almost in a daze, Anilla straightened up out of her crouch. The echoes rang around the scuffed wooden walls, and already she could hear footsteps coming to find out what was happening. She concentrated on breathing, then looked up at the dummy. It was taller than her by a head, or had been. Her kick had left a splintered beam sticking up out of straw packing. Anilla bit her lip. The head was lying in the corner of the room, still rocking gently and she walked over to pick it up. As she moved, she became aware that every joint ached, every muscle was stretched to its ultimate, every part of her lean body covered in a slick of sweat. The footsteps were coming closer, and she began to worry. What would her father say? Too late, she looked around for a place to hide the evidence. The door opened, and her father walked in. As always, he had his hands buried in the sleeves of the black habit he wore. Anilla, he began, then stopped and turned away. Anilla, put a shirt on. I don't know why you insist on training like that. Anilla fingered the cloth wrappings on her chest and, with a shrug, crossed to the shirt lying crumpled at the side of the room. The men all do it. Close the restrictive. Child, the men are men. You are a woman. Would you have them distracted in the heat of battle? His voice was gentle and she looked up into his blue eyes, hopefully. If they were warriors, they wouldn't be distracted, father. He began to walk around her, hands behind his back. His tightly cropped beard and hair shone in the torchlight as he moved. This is true, Anilla, but while they are warriors, they are also men. Anilla blushed and her father chuckled. I came here because... I didn't mean to break it, Anilla blurted out. Her father stopped pacing and raised an eyebrow, then looked carefully around the chamber. His gaze came to rest on the practice dummy, then swung back to Anilla. Impressive, he muttered, then resumed pacing. I came here today to give you your mission. We are to take a fast caravan to Fenneker while Rootholm is being rebuilt. The Duke is unwell and requires our guidance at his time of need. There is a certain matter that requires your skills and dedication, though. Her father stopped in front of her and placed his hands on her shoulders. His expression became serious and his eyes seemed to bore into her soul. The night Rootholm was attacked, the great library of leaves far out to the west was attacked as well. This you know. However, the identity of the attacker has been perhaps misunderstood. He put his hands in his pockets and began to pace. We were certain for a while that it was Gargorians, as the case was here at Rootholm. They destroyed most of the buildings here. 
it is not a stretch of the imagination to think that they could do the same at the library. Anilla narrowed her eyes as her father spoke. Gargorians, the bogeymen of the desert. You always used to say they were honourable, until you went into the desert, for your research. The plenarian shower. Yes. Hawke's eyes seemed to light up. It's close, you know. He smiled and shook his head. But you were asking about Gargorians. I met some, while out there. Whatever they were once, now they are savages, eking out an existence without any of the amenities we value. He sighed and continued, The scouts we have sent to the library have reported back. It suggests some kind of experiment gone wrong, perhaps an outbreak of some disease. It could still be the Gargorians, he said, picking up the head of the training dummy and turning it over in his hands. But we may never have known for sure, if not for chance. Someone escaped? Yes, a boy. A particular boy, one with remarkable talents. He has the information we need, and he needs to be protected. Bring him in. He locked eyes with her again. I know I have always told you that your martial training is for your own protection, Anilla, but you have progressed far beyond that. I need to know that I can rely on you. She took his hands in hers and smiled grimly. When do we leave? <laughs>